0: and Welcome to the podcast, Coffee at the Cross. What is Coffee at the Cross, you might ask? Coffee at the Cross is a podcast in which we get into the Bible together, a Bible reading journey. We're going to start in the Gospel. We're going to work our way through the New Testament and kind of dive back and forth between the Old Testament and New Testament. But after, we start with the Gospels. My name is Mike Newman. I'm a pastor, associate pastor. And the Lord just kind of led me to this because it was the one thing that I know we all struggle at. I'm guilty of it. We should read the Bible more. We know to get through this crazy thing called life, we need to read the Bible more. But it's the very thing called life that seems to get in the way. We wake up in the morning we're like, you know what, I need to get in the Word. But some of us are mothers, some of us are fathers, sons and daughters, husbands or wives. We have jobs, we have careers, we have lives, we have family. Life gets in the way and we say, you know, I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to read today, but I'll, I'll read later. I'll read after this. I'll read after this. And then this comes up and that comes up. And when the day's over, we realize I never got to it. And we start to fall behind. And we all know we need to get back on track. We need to get in the Bible some more. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's a 20-minute daily journey. Each podcast, we're going to read the Word together for 20 minutes. Usually a chapter. We're going to read it together. Straight from the Word. And then we're going to pull one thing. Just one. And we're going to take that one thing, we're going to apply it to our day. There are more things we could pull from each each chapter. Yes, I, yeah, I know. But there's one thing I can't, I can't stand is when the world tries to pour seven gallons of water in our five-gallon jug. And there's always overflow, and we lose things. So we're going to keep it basic. We're going to do it as Jesus Christ would do it. We're going to go on this journey together. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to share one moment that we pulled from this thing, and we're going to apply it to our day. Maybe it's for ourselves. Maybe it's for someone that we come across. But we'll have it, and we'll be armed with it. So let's begin. We're going to start with the book of Luke. And Luke, I think, is an awesome gospel to start with. Um, Whether you're a newly saved Christian, you're not saved at all. Uh, If it's something you're kind of wandering into or you've been saved for 30 years, it doesn't matter, all walks of life, some of us read the Bible like like it's our favorite book and we love to read, and some of us really struggle to read. I wanted to start with Luke because it is the perfect transition, the perfect bridge between the Old Testament and the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is really important because it's the mission, the great commission that Jesus Christ gave us before he ascended back into heaven after his crucifixion and resurrection. He told us to go out, baptize, and make disciples. He gave us the church. He handed over the keys to his church to us. And that can be overwhelming sometimes. You know, not all of us are pastors. Not all of us are preachers, teachers. And we feel like, how am I supposed to go out, baptize, and make disciples? How can I deliver God's word to another? Well, he gave us all an awesome tool, and it's called our own testimony. So over the course of this next year, this first year as we journey into this podcast, we're going to arm ourselves with testimonies. You know you already have one. We're going to learn how to use them. And we do that by getting the word of God inside us. And we're going to start with Luke. It's a wonderful place to start. So we're going to start like Jesus Christ would. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to make it so the people can understand. We're going to make it so we can understand. Understand together. Because this book can get very overwhelming and we're gonna make it very simple. And I'm so excited. So let's get started, shall we? We're gonna start with the book of Luke. And if you're reading with me, if you like to, to read the word as as I'm reading it, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. The reason I like to read that is that, to me, the Passion Translation is a book in which I feel like a Holy Spirit, fire, passionate, filled pastor, full of fire is reading me the word through his, through his perspective. And sometimes we need to sit down and, and get that Holy Spirit going, get it stirred up within us. And I love the Passion Translation. It's a fiery translation, full of love. So that's what we're going to read. We're going to read the New Testament in this translation. And in the beginning of the, uh, the Gospel, of Luke is an introduction in the Passion Translation. And that's where we're going to start. Our pa- podcast journey is going to start right here with the introduction of Luke. We're going to go over today who Luke is, the purpose of the gospel as he wrote it, the audience that it's intended for, and the four major themes that this book covers. So let's get started, shall we? Who is Luke? You are about to read the biography of a wonderful man, Jesus Christ. This glorious gospel was penned by one of his early followers followers, a physician named Luke. All four Gospels in our New Testament are inspired by God, but Luke is unique. I believe that this could be described as the loveliest book ever written. Luke's pen was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and his book is still read today by the lovers of God because it is the mercy gospel. It is a book for everybody. for We all need mercy. Luke writes clearly of the humanity of Jesus as the servant of all and the sacrifice for all. Every barrier is broken down in Luke's gospel between Jew and Gentile, men and women, rich and poor. In Luke, we see Jesus as the Savior of all who come to him. Luke, being a physician, learned the need to exhibit compassion and mercy towards others. It comes through in every chapter, he writes. Luke's gospel is perhaps the most compassionate and love-filled account of Jesus' life ever written. Luke shares Jesus' teaching on prayer, forgiveness, and our obligation to demonstrate mercy and grace in dealings with others. Luke provides us with rich details of Jesus' love of children and the forsaken. Luke writes more about Jesus' ministry to women more than any other of the gospel authors. This was somewhat controversial in the culture of his day. In fact, Luke uses an alternate narrative of one story about a man and the next story about a woman. Luke begins with the story of Zechariah, then moves to Mary, a focus on Simeon, and then on Anna. The Roman centurion, then the widow of Nain. The good Samaritan, than Mary and Martha. This pattern continues throughout his gospel. A large amount of Luke's gospel is not found in any other gospel narrative. If we did not have the book of Luke, we wouldn't know about the stories of the prodigal son, the good Samaritan, the wedding banquet, and other amazing details of his teachings. Only in the book of Luke do we find the stories of the shepherds at Bethlehem, the ten leopards who were healed, the young man from Nain who was raised from the dead, hallelujah, and the dying thief on the cross next to Jesus. How thankful am I, how thankful are we all, for the gospel of Luke. My heart overflows with joy of seeing the word of God being translated with all its passion and fire into contemporary English. Unveiled before your eyes will be the glorious man, Jesus Christ, fully man, fully God, and the revelation of his undying love for you. The purpose of Luke is this. The world is a far better place because of the revelation Luke shares with us in his gospel. He gives us a full picture of Jesus' life and ministry, applying scrupulous accuracy to all he wrote to ensure that we read and what we read is factual. In fact, Luke uses the Greek word for autopsy in chapter 1, verse 2 for investigating with firsthand knowledge those who had seen what Jesus did and heard what Jesus taught. Dr. Luke performed an autopsy on the facts of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, tracing them all back to their source to make sure that what he compiled was of the highest degree of accuracy. He takes Theophilus through Jesus' entire ministry career to reveal how God worked to show Jesus to be true and the hope of the world. He also shows how God has been faithful to Israel and the promises he's given her while inviting the nations to the table of Christ's love and hope. Who is the author in the audience? We know little about Luke, the human author of this gospel. He was a companion of the Apostle Paul for some of his missionary journeys and was possibly one of Paul's early converts, we don't know. Luke was literally was a literary genius and writes with powerful purpose. Some believe Luke was possibly the only non-Jewish writer of the New Testament. Others believe that he was a Syrian Jew who took upon himself a Gentile name. It is obvious that he knew firsthand many of the early followers of Jesus, even the apostles who were chosen to preach his name throughout the nations. Near the end of the apostle Paul's life, when he was facing martyrdom, Paul wrote this of his trusted friend, Only Luke is with me, as told in Second Timothy 4, verse 11. The opening line of the gospel indicates that Luke wrote to the most excellent Theophilus. See the first footnote in this translation on Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The name Theophilus means friend of God or lover of God. The Greek word means most honorable or mightiest. Some scholars suggest that there was no individual named Theophilus mentioned in Luke's writings. Regardless of this, Luke's gospel is a greeting to all the lovers of God. He especially wrote it to non-Jewish lovers of God who may have felt out of place in the originally Jewish movement. I know we can all identify with that feeling of being out of place in this world. I love this gospel for this very reason. There are four major themes in this book. We're going to go over them all. The first one being the person and work of Jesus. As you can imagine, a historical biography of Jesus will feature him and his work front and center. In Luke's gospel, he is the sent one who is both Lord and Messiah. He is uniquely and intimately connected to God, transcending any portrait of him as simply a human figure and agent. He is also the one who acts as the promised Messiah anointed by the Spirit, to bring in the new era, God's heavenly kingdom realm to earth. His ultimate act on behalf of every person on the planet, bearing the sins of the world as he hung on the Roman cross. And in the end, this Lord Messiah was vindicated by the Father through the resurrection and exalted to his right hand through the ascension. Another theme is the promised kingdom realm. In Jesus Christ, all of God's promises are fulfilled. Chief among them is God's promised kingdom realm. God's kingdom realm is both present and coming. Jesus commands his disciples to proclaim that it has come near and within people's reach in the present. The promises of the last days have started to be fulfilled, and yet those promises haven't been ultimately fulfilled. The full manifestation of the kingdom realm is still anticipated when all the hoped-for prophecies of restoration will be realized. A third and crucial theme in this book is the women and the poor. Women are a crucial part of Jesus' story now and then. In Luke's gospel, they provide examples of deep piety and devotion. They are both of humble means and wealthy. At every turn, women are a part of Jesus' ministry, We have Elizabeth, Anna, and, of course, Mary play important roles in his infancy. Women are healed, comforted, and forgiven in Galilee on the way to Jerusalem. We meet Mary and Martha, and during Christ's most desperate hours, it is women that we find weeping at the feet of Jesus, standing with him faithfully. And finally, they are the ones that receive the revelation of Jesus' resurrection. How awesome is that? Then there are the poor. Throughout Luke, the poor receive special attention too, showing that God deliberately reaches out to those who receive special attention and those whose society cast away. He makes clear the good news of Jesus and his love for people like them, which means the gospel truly is for everybody. The fourth and final theme that we're going to go over in the gospel, Luke, is the Holy Spirit. So important. The Holy Spirit plays a major role in Luke's gospel where he is referenced nearly 20 times. The Spirit is the driving force in the picture of Luke. As he paints God's coming salvation, he is the architect, the maestro, guiding the energizing guiding and energizing the events that transpire throughout the life of Jesus. We find him present from the very beginning with his conception and birth onto Christ's baptism in the spirit and through to his powerful miracle ministry. One of the most important texts in all the gospels is Luke chapter three verses 15 and 16, where John says one mightier than he would come baptizing with the spirit of holiness and fire. The spirit of fire is the sign and seal of the new era of the Messiah. Come to rescue and recreate the world. So the one thing that I want us to take from this, two things. I know I said one, but we're going to start with two because these are crucial. The first one being women. You know, we are often taught that men are supposed to be the the spiritual leaders of the household. The Bible tells us this but i like to look at the construct of what god's creations in the following way we are all part of the foundation of the world jesus christ is the cornerstone of that foundation the first initial building block men the spiritual leaders leaders of the household are the other blocks of the foundation that support the house but it's the women. The women that I see are the mortar that binds everything together. The women bind us to Jesus Christ. They bind us together because we as men were built to conquer, to protect, to go out, to overcome. You know, These are all things that are just built into the DNA, the behavioral patterns of men given to us by God. But sometimes it can get the best of us, and Satan knows this. He knows how to use this to draw us out. It is women for those husbands, it's our wives, it's our loved ones, it's our mothers, our sisters, our friends that are women that help keep us focused on who Jesus is and keep us uh, keep us accountable to him to pull us back. Because how can we be spiritual leaders of anything if we are set apart from him? And women are the crucial mortar that bind everything together. That's why women are so important. So women, if you're out there listening to this, this first gospel of Luke I can't wait for us to get into this together to show just how powerful you can be. The authority you have within you to change the world. And the second one is the Holy Spirit. I think this is one of the things that has become so foreign to the world, so unfortunate that it's come to this. People see when when someone who is baptized in the Holy Spirit and they invite it in and they let it into their lives and they let it con- change them. They let it flow through them, whether they're praying in tongues, praying just from a passionate standpoint, running up and down the aisle, standing on the pews, preaching hallelujah, singing, crying. When they let that that passion of God, which is by the very definition, passion is a barely controllable emotion because it's the it's passion is the Holy Spirit. It's barely controllable because it's of God. Our human body can't contain it. It's never meant to. We oh, It overflows and it goes out. And for those who don't know the Holy Spirit intimately, it can be weird and it can make us uncomfortable. And when someone in the room starts to get fired up in the Holy Spirit, a lot of us have that natural flesh reaction to lean back and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that one's crazy. Stay over there. We've all seen it. We've all experienced it at least once in our lives that first time. But understand this, the Holy Spirit is a gift given given to us by God. It empowers us. It helps us overflow. It's how God is manifest in the room. Remember when the disciples met in the upper room after Christ had ascended back into heaven, after his crucifixion and resurrection? The disciples met back in the upper room. They gathered together, joined hand in hand in prayer, and they were gripped with one passion— as the scripture tells us in the message translation. Gripped with one passion, it says the Holy Spirit came in and it was rushing through like a mighty rushing wind an all-consuming fire. That's what the Holy Spirit is. And it's foreign to so many people right now, even Christians, because this book, the Bible, has become foreign to them. To them, Christianity is going to church, getting a spiritual pep talk from their pastors, And then they leave it there until they come back the next time. So few rely on the Bible the way that God intended us to. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's a journey in the Bible. We're going to read one chapter, 20 minutes for each podcast. We're going to start with Luke chapter 1 in our next podcast. I'm so excited. And we're going to keep carrying it on until we complete the Bible together. I'm so excited. So if you will join me in prayer as we close out this podcast heavenly father we thank you for this day we thank you for this opportunity to share in your word to share in fellowship we invite the holy spirit into the room father god heavenly father we ask that you help our eyes to see what you want us to see our hearts to love who you want us to love Our hands to reach out to those who need help. Our feet to walk where you need us to go. Lord Heavenly Father, we ask that you guide us on this journey. That we never forget you. That we take you wherever we go. And that you give us the courage to bring your word to the places that aren't ready to receive it. They're not ready to receive it, but we know that you have the the power to overcome, to bring down walls. To take our burdens so we can master this thing called life together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you're doing and all that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So that concludes our first podcast at Coffee at the Cross. I'm so excited of the journey that lies ahead. Again, I hope to see you next time at Coffee at the Cross. We're going to cover Luke chapter one from the Passion Translation. If you don't have this version, I encourage you to go out and get one. It is awesome. We're going to read from it. Follow it word for word if you can. But hey, grab that morning cup of coffee and let's share in this podcast together. On your way to work, share this podcast together. During your 30-minute lunch break, you can slip in this 20-minute podcast. We're at 22 minutes today because it's the first one and I'm so excited I can't stop talking. And on your way home from work to fill yourself up so when you go home to your family you are edified and ready to be who you need to be for the family. And when you find that person I just ask you to do this one thing until our next podcast. Keep your eyes open. And as you go out and encounter people look at their eyes and you're going to see what I'm talking about eventually sometime during your day. You're going to look in someone's eyes and you're going to see something and you're going to utter these words to them. I can't imagine what you're going through, but I want to tell you this. Just know this. Jesus loves you. He's always been there for you. He's waiting for you. And when you embrace him, you'll be able to get through this with him. And they'll remember that. They'll remember that. There'll be a time in their lives when they're ready to fully receive him and look back at that day that you told them the words, Jesus loves you. That's the power you have. So have a blessed day. Look for that person today and tell them Jesus loves them. Amen? Amen. All right. I hope to see you guys in the next podcast a Coffee at the Cross. I'm Pastor Mike Newman. Have a blessed day, everybody.